Stampede. Garner is at 149, recorded 724, 2022. If you thought President Biden's trip to Israel and Saudi Arabia was designed to lessen the price of oil and gas in our country, you may have missed the true urgency of that trip. Unfortunately for us at home, the true meaning is the loss of America's dominance in world affairs. I'm not a paid pundit to endorse Democrats or Republicans. So I'd like to look at what's coming down the road, irrespective of party politics. I seriously doubt any agreement made between the United States and any heads of states are genuine, because we're losing our position of exceptional privilege. 
were no longer relevant nor reliable. By all accounts, our president is viewed as being incapable of running our government, and other people are seeing that. Recently, he inadvertently showed a card he carried in a meeting, and it was instructions as to where he should sit and what he should say. That's clearly someone who is unable to make important decisions by himself. It's obvious. Other people are making the decisions. Biden's trip to the Middle East and his request that the Saudis produce more oil for reducing prices in America wasn't what was at the heart of that trip. No, there's a bigger picture, because we have natural resources in this country that could lower prices for ourselves. We could pump more American oil to the marketplace. And let me say this, for 77 years and beyond, when oil was discovered in Saudi Arabia, the United States made a conscious effort to preserve our own oil and use Saudi oil. It was simple. We have the reserve currency in the world, the U.S. dollar, and we could pay with our paper for a natural resource from another country. Why use what we have when we could get it from someone else? Why deplete our resources? That's been our exceptional agreement, and since the dollar was the only currency that could be used by other countries to purchase oil, we held international power. But that's all beginning to change.
Recently, China purchased oil from Saudi Arabia, paying with their currency, not U.S. dollars. And Russia is now demanding that when other countries buy their oil or gas, they pay with Russian currency. What's happening is the use of the petrodollar instituted in 1973 coming to an end and a new alignment of power is taking place. The coalition of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, known as BRICS, has its own banking system. No longer are required to buy oil or gas internationally with the use of U.S. dollars. BRICS is a trading block of countries that represents 40% of the world's population and 20% of its GDP, and it no longer uses the International Monetary Fund or the World Bank. And that means when the U.S. sanctions BRICS countries because it disagrees with their policies, using Our international banking system has no effect. It says our sanctions against China or Russia are of no value. Or put another way, the United States no longer has control over our financial international power. We can't tell the rest of the world how it should be run. And it's become all the more apparent because Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Turkey are requesting membership in the BRICS coalition. We're no longer number one in this world. And we better get used to it. Of course, our control of the sale of oil by using the petrodollar for the last 50 years hasn't been our only strength. When you have financial power like that, you need to back it up with something else. You can't be all bark and no bite. You have to spend money and lots of money saying you mean business. That's why we have the largest defense budget in the world. It also means if you control how oil is purchased in this world, you have to have the strength to keep everybody in line. So BRICS represents a military threat as well.
History tells us what to expect when there are major shifts. The fall of the British Empire, World War I. The French Revolution, the Napoleonic Wars, the Russian Revolution, and the rise of communism. Well, when you're living through a shift in history, events make it difficult to understand what's happening. You might get swept up with the conditions of the time, unaware of what is happening around you. Not until real hostilities break out do you realize what has taken place, like what the people in Ukraine are experiencing today. We in America are seeing the turning of history. More people are being swept up in the fever of the time. In this country, there's discontent. And the storming of the U.S. Capitol should tell you the guarantee that the way we continue living isn't on solid ground. Things aren't rock solid in this country. And you might even say an earthquake is coming. And I don't mean like the San Andreas Fault opening up in California. It may actually be something beyond the borders of this country that triggers a shift in historic events. Our respect around the world is rapidly declining. Even President Biden's wife confessed, and I quote, he had so many hopes and dreams, end quote. Placing his agenda in the past tense is a confession of failure. Normally, someone close to a sitting president doesn't confess to something like failure. Usually, if things aren't working out, blame is placed on someone or something else. The truth is, the rest of the world has been watching what's been going on in this country. The humiliation of the defeat in Afghanistan, the historic national debt, the pathological mass murders, the homeless living on the streets in every major city, and a president who appears to be suffering from dementia. All that and more, and the world sees a country in crisis.
know, we aren't safe in this country. Things aren't going to return soon to normalcy, if ever. The propagandists will tell you there's nothing to worry about. There are politicians who say they've been in office for 30, 40, or even more years, who go in front of the cameras and say, everything is all right. We'll get back to normal. But politicians who have held office for that length of time should be ashamed for running this country into the ground. They've managed to retain power. And if I could, I'd use words to describe what they've done is nothing short of blood-sucking the life out of this country. If you think our military will be able to protect us, you're wrong. Because they tried doing that for 20 years in a third world country where lots of people live on dirt floor houses. If Afghanistan and our attempts to build that nation was a failure, well, you better believe their attempts to rebuild this country back to what it once was is going to be impossible. And the only mission impossible you'll ever know will be Tom Cruise on a silver screen. You've been taken for a ride. And now the train you've been on isn't going to stay on the rails. The world where America held a position of power is gone. And those politicians who hold themselves up with distinction for being re-elected for the last 40 years should be held responsible for having bankrupt our government. They shouldn't be held in high esteem. They should be imprisoned for having contributed to the corruption, the manipulation by special interest lobbyists, designed to support a military-industrial complex, and the failure to protect the people in our country from the violence, the drug addiction, the suicides that plague us. They could only see profits as the measurement of human health, consume, and all your problems will disappear. Well, they failed, and it isn't going to be the powerful held responsible. It'll be you.
If you think you can trust what is being told you by the propagandists or the politicians, you better be prepared to be disappointed. The first rule of law for the veteran 40-year politician is to protect what they hold dear. And that's power. They can't admit to having failed. So they'll tell you just about any reason why things have turned bad. And you can count on this. If a recession is in the offing with people being laid off, mark these words. We're planning for a soft landing. What a soft landing really means is that you're thrown out of work. Your mortgage will be put in default. You and your family face evictions. You're forced to go into debt using your credit cards. Your car payments are overdue, and you're forced to get food from a food bank. But don't worry, it's a soft landing. And you want to know why it's soft? It's because the people who have power aren't going to feel the pain of a recession. They'll still stay in power. And they'll continue living as if nothing is happening. It's soft, just like a feather falling to earth. Yeah, it will be your recession, not for the powerful in this country, the ones who set policies for the economy. You see, you've always been used by the ones at the top. And when things don't work out for what they've planned, then you're the ones who take the pain for their mistakes. After all, they're on top. So why should they be inconvenienced when their economic policies turn into an ugly recession? They'll say it's just a mild downturn. And They'll get things up and running again. You've always been the fall guy for their failures. So they'll always say it'll be a soft landing to convince you that they've always been working for you. But that's not true. They've always been working for themselves. Do it, 
Like the sunrise and shine This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a cut from The Valkyrie, composed by Richard Wagner in 1870. Then from the main title to the 1982 movie Blade Runner, a Vangelis piece, followed by a Hollywood Picture Orchestra remastered rendition of The Silence of the Lambs by Howard Shore. Then from The Fifth Element, Bomb in the Hotel by Eric Serra, and then from The Shining, the main title by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkin, and finally, Paul Whiteman and his orchestra, Rise and Shine. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.